Why Do We Sound So Good? Because we're at Dead Aunt Thelma's studio and Mike Moore is engineering for us. Thanks, Dead Aunt Thelma's. Thanks, Mike. Hi, everybody. I'm Susanna Mars, and welcome to Adventures in Artslandia. Today, I'm talking to artistic director of BodyVox, Ashley Rowland. Welcome, Ashley. Thank you. Yeah, it's so much fun to talk to you. I missed you last time I got the chance to talk to Jamie a little bit, so it will be fun, actually, to ask you questions as well about Pearl Dive, which is coming up, which is such a thrilling piece of work. How did you two come up with this idea? (laughs) The the story behind, actually, the making of the show is sort of funny. We had been planning our seasons, and as uh, artistic companies do, you have to plan ahead. You have to plan a season, a full season ahead. So it wasn't as if we had ideas about we want, what we wanted to create, but we did know that we were uh, wanting a little break. So our thought was, hey, let's bring in some other people to choreograph. <laughs> so that sounds a little flip until we developed the idea a little bit more and we decided let's bring in people who have never choreographed before mm. but are really creative people. So that was the challenge. And um, our first iteration of it was so much fun. It was absolutely um, ecstatic. We, we had a sculptor, we had a conductor, we had a composer, we had an indie pop musician, um, and we had some architects. It was a, a unique, eclectic blend of individuals who all came in. They all had separate voices. And what was really fun is everyone's piece was different, but by the end of the experience, they had all made connections with each other, which was pretty cool. It wasn't Mm. expected that they would leave the project going, hey, let's work together. You know, I'd love to stay in touch with you or I love your work and let's see if we can do something. So it was a really, really good experience. So we're doing it again. It seems like, I mean, a lot of the people that you're working with are creatives and I'm sure that their individual vocabularies for their work is different than a dance vocabulary. Did you see where some of those crossed over? You know what crosses over is inspiration. Mm. So every artist has to work with inspiration. Where do you get your ideas? How Mm. do you get your ideas? And so that's where we all meet. We meet in the same place of like, oh, I've got an idea for this. Um, And so that wasn't challenging. Everyone could kind of dream up, let's do something like, you know, something about this. Everyone was capable of doing that. The challenge came when it was, you know, let's put the steps into the piece. And so at that point, uh, Jamie and I or the dancers would step forward and we'd offer the physical information and then they would artistically direct the development of the piece. Yeah. So it was pretty symbiotic and, and ended up being a collaboration, but they're sort of directing it. It's their vision. So, you know, everyone's voice came out clearly. It's always but it was ex- fun because in the last version, we had a sculptor mm-hmm. and so... Uh, her way of working was to move dancers around like clay. Mm. I mean, we were, we were, we were smearing all over the stage. It was hilarious. And then the, the uh, indie pop musician was very much a storyteller. His lyrics told stories. So that's what he went right for story with mm. movement, you know, and it was all about his father, this great journey about his father. And so we did this epic piece about his father. Mm. And then, uh, you know, our, our composer, he's a, mostly classical composer, he um, he had developed this piece that sounded like a David Lynch piece, like Twin Peaks, mm. and it was so eerie and cinemagraphic, it just went to this 
crazy, unique place, and it was so much fun, very theatrical. Well, you guys so, are so great everyone, in as collaborators in that way because you really hold a culture of yes. I just noticed that about you, and as an artist myself, it's just always exciting to see the kind of energy you bring to opening doors for people to do those kinds of things. Yeah. Did you say a culture of yes? Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 <laughs> I agree. Um, yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. We, we do, uh, we go for it. We go for it. We don't close opportunities. And I always feel like when you're creating anything, even if it's a, a meal mm-hmm. and you make some mistake or something happens accidentally or someone doesn't show up or an ingredient isn't available, those things lend to great discovery. Mm. You know, if you're open to it, if you go, oh, no, and you panic and you shut down, you might have really missed an opportunity to push yourself farther beyond where you thought you were going to go. That's another so I think thing. That's, yeah. That's that, yeah, that's your yes, it's possible kind of culture. And you both travel. You're both choreographers, obviously, lauded and an incredible community members as artists and you also push the envelope of choreography and storytelling and movement using film and other artists and that's really exciting yeah it's exciting for us too we we want to be engaged it keeps our it keeps our spirits engaged mm-hmm. and when we build a show we we tend to drift the opposite direction of a traditional dance show which might be to put pieces on an evening that maybe don't relate, but they're great individually. Mm-hmm. We tend to move in the direction of let's make them all relate and make a connected our overarching theme. Mm-hmm. And that's where we might use film or we might use more theatrical story or, you know, some tool to bring the audience on that adventure. And in this production, the Pearl Dive Project, each piece starts with a little film about the artist talking about their creative piece. Mm. And so that is what connects each piece together is that everyone's going into the same experience. And you will see in these little packages, the moment when they first meet the dancers, the moment when they express their ideas, um, and then what they intend to do, and then some of the actual experimentation. So what happens in the process of doing that is the audience can really invest in what that particular artist is trying to experiment with. Mm. And so I, I think it's, it's really a great tool to be able to see their little intro videos before each piece. And so exciting too, I think, because it's very inspiring to see artists, you know, also very experienced in their own right, take a real risk and go for it, you know, and just see how they yes, open up their process. Know. You know, and sometimes they come in so nervous. It's so cute to see. I mean, mm. you know, I won't say that this was the experience with Carlos Calmar, but he came in the last time. And, you know, I don't think he had any idea what to do. So he brought his wife with him. And Rafaela is both a, an, an incredible violinist, but she, she's a physical person. She does a lot of Pilates and movement. So he thought she would really help with that. And mm. the two of them came in together, which was really neat. Um, and he brought in this unbelievable piece of music but was really funny i was like carlos can you play this piece of music and he was like are you kidding (laughs) it was impossible um but you know he brought in his trepidations and and ended up with an absolutely amazing piece Mm, that's so thrilling so so tell us a little bit about the artist you're collaborating with on this incarnation and just so everybody knows it opens on april 4th yes 
So we are working with a wonderful painter named Sherry Wolf. And if people aren't familiar with Sherry Wolf, she is represented at the Russo mm-hmm. or Russo Gallery. And her work is beautiful still lifes, and she puts still lifes within still lifes. And uh, if you've ever been to the Body Box uh, Dance Center in our lobby, we have an enormous piece of hers that just um, is right there as you enter, and it's really spectacular. Mm. So she she's already done her piece. We've been rehearsing it already, and it's a really lovely story. Um, um, a bit of tragedy. She, she lost her brother to AIDS um, a while back, and so she wanted to do something um, that sort of embraced that topic, but then sort of transcended it. And so she brought in music, she brought in this beautiful idea and some imagery from a Greek. And there's this gorgeous piece that is both, it has levity and, um, you know, some, some deep feelings, some beauty, and it, it ends with this just beautiful little moment. So uh, I think it's a really, really wonderful piece. She was, so we're working with her. Let's see who else are we working with. We, we are working with a, a design, a designer out of um, Nike named Ryan Ryan mm. Moon, and he is. I don't think actually. I think he doesn't like to be called a designer. I think he's a creative developer. He um, he has this laboratory out at Nike, and he's just kind of their inventive genius out oh, there. Jamie was telling and me so, about that a little bit. Yeah. And you can imagine what a playground that is. And mm. we haven't yet worked with him, but he already came in and he watched the dancers and he quizzed me on what each dancer had as special qualities. It was really fun to go through my dancers and say, okay, well, this one is really extraordinary extraordinary at theatrics. And this one is so flexible and can do gymnastics. And this one has incredible rhythm and can jump like Michael Jordan. And this one, you know, and so I went through all these but besides all of those qualities, each one of them brings beautiful theatrics. And so he was really excited about that. And he wants to do a, a piece, I think, with uh, everybody, mm-hmm. which will be very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. We're working with a, a fabulous writer. His name is Daniel Wilson. Mm-hmm. And Daniel Wilson is, is very large in the sci-fi community. And he is probably most famous for a book called Robopocalypse. And uh, his second book to that was The Clockwork Dynasty. I don't think they're related. Clockwork Dynasty is a separate novel. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just recently has been asked to, by the Michael Crichton Family Foundation, I think, mm-hmm. um, to be to write the sequel to one of Michael Crichton's books, which mm-hmm. was The Andromeda Stream, which was one of his most famous books. So mm-hmm. Daniel Wilson just had this great piece of, news dropped on him last week and uh, he's coming in tomorrow to start his piece with us. We're really excited, but he's already told us if, and his first piece, his first book is called Robopocalypse. He says, if anyone does the robot dance, he's walking out of the studio. So we'll see what happens there. Oh, That'll be exciting though. I, I know we're going I, into the sci-fi world. Oh, that sounds neat. Um, I know. I know. And then we're working with a wonderful photographer named Susan uh, Soybert and Susan um, she's just an, ex- she has an extraordinary eye and, uh, she's been working in the last few years with, uh, Nat Geo, National Geographic and her photography is so beautiful and she mm. gets to go to Antarctica and take pictures of penguins and things like that. Mm. It's just gorgeous landscapes and she's just got an extraordinary eye. Um, and I'm very excited to work with her. And then the last one I'll tell you about is really fun. 
So uh, we decided that perhaps we'll just open up the lens and um, invite Portland to choreograph a piece. Mm. So we're doing a crowdsourced piece. We went out into Portland and set up a camera and had people dance for the camera. Hmm. And we have a dance for grandma. Movement dance for grandma. I, yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting because some of the movement is so minimal or some of it is very off rhythm, but you know, or, or movements that are just non-technical. Hmm. So it's been kind of a, an interesting experiment to learn that movement and then turn it into a dance, polish it, repeat it, hmm. make it make more sense choreographically. And so we built a crowdsource piece, Portland choreographed a piece. So that just really cool. is moving to me. I love the idea of capturing human movement and recreating it. There's just yeah. something so beautiful about it. Yeah, there is. Yeah, it's fascinating to see people of different ages, different mm-hmm. sizes, different mm-hmm. technical backgrounds or you know, maybe they're athletes or they're, they've got, you know, martial arts or something and they bring it to their, their little improvs. And it's a challenge and it's fun. It's really fun. We're all looking at it going, how did they do that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, cause we come back from our, you know, our background. Yeah. And the it's way someone interesting. moves. And then of course yeah. there's a couple, of, there's, there's a couple of like nine-year-olds in there whose backs bend in half, you know, <laughs> we're like, okay. Oh. All right. So we have one dancer who's going to do some of that. <laughs> Wow. Well, Pearl Dive sounds amazing this year. And I know also you have a gala coming up that's coming up on the 9th of March, which is in a hop and a skip. Are there still tickets available for that? There are. There's some individual tickets to that. Mm -hmm. And um, you go to Mm bodybox.com. We'd love to have you. You know, our galas, now I know everybody touts their galas as being great, but ours is great. always a costume ball mm-hmm. in fact we give an award for our costumes oh that's year. right it's a solid gold disco ball i love it so i know it's going to be so much fun um and then body Vex will perform throughout the evening which is always such a hoot and we 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 do a really nice job in building a little stage and we're we're um we're going to be at the yale union building mm-hmm. this year which is such a beautiful space so mm. that's where we're doing it you yeah had... get, your, get your platform shoes out <laughs> that sounds really fun You've had a yeah. really incredible career, and you're obviously beloved in this community. How do you feel you want to go forward in your work? Well, that's a really interesting question. Um, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to set goals. It's really interesting. I remember Ted Turner telling a story one time about his father. His father set a goal of becoming a millionaire and owning a yacht, and he got him to a million dollars and he bought himself some shaggy old big boat and thought he had met his goals and he he ended up ending his life and Ted Mm. Turner said you know I just don't want to have goals and I really thought that was a brilliant statement and I agree very much with that because like I said in expectations of choreography you sort of just need to be open because something may present itself that's greater than you ever expected Mm-hmm. And so our goals are just to keep keep surprising ourselves, keep moving forward, and and you know you just don't say no, be open. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I say no to weird things, but <laughs> yeah, I mean you're you're one of the few female artistic directors in town as well. Yeah, and how do you feel about you know your 
you know, do you feel there's a responsibility that you have as a, a, a female artistic director to mentor other women? Or how do you think that we can nurture each other as women artists in, in our town? Yes, I think that's a really nice question. And I will tell you that I, I have to pay my respects to my parents because growing up, I never knew that I couldn't do it. And they never told me I couldn't do it. But my mother was a visual artist and she grew up, um, you know, she came to maturity in the 50s and there was no way she could do it. It was quite like the movie The Wife, where it's just unexpected that a woman would strike out on her own and become a successful artist and very, very hard to become a successful artist. Mm -hmm. So I really think she channeled in me a vicarious uh, support and success and she never let me think I couldn't do it. Mm. And so when I was about 13, I had seen that movie, The Turning Point. Mm, I love and I remember that movie. coming home from that. I know, I love it. I love the fight with Shirley MacLaine and Bancroft. Me I, too. I, don't know, the, I know, when they're spanking each other in a circle, that just cracks me up. So it's much. awesome. But, Let's recreate um, that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, uh, but I came home from that movie and I remember telling my mom, I know what I want to be when I grow up. And I think she thought, oh, you want to be a dancer, a professional dancer. And I said, nope, I want to be a choreographer, which was like, where did that come from? And, you know, this is mid seventies and I was 13 and she was like, what, what is that? Mm. Um, but that's what I wanted to do. I had a real passion for it. And so she supported me in that. And I, I never knew that I couldn't do it. So I would tell young girls, nobody says you can't do it. Mm-hmm. It just you just have to believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the the woman card thing, I I never played it. Mm. I never played it. I I was always just the choreographer, just the you know. Now I have been to cultures where I experienced um, some real discrimination. Mm. Like I I choreographed in um, Russia one time, in Georgia. Mm. Um, and the, uh, artistic director wouldn't even listen to me. And it's funny because we're both speaking in French. That was the only language we could communicate in. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to, oh, I dig out all my French cuss words <laughs> and speak in French. But, um, he just wanted nothing to do with a young woman mm. to choreograph. But the, the man who had hired me wanted me to choreograph. And it ended up that my, my work on the production that I did was the only thing that survived and kind of interesting it was a very strange production and i i had that in a experience in another culture too but in america i haven't had too much trouble with it mm-hmm. i know it's a little harder in the classical world there's not a lot of female um artistic directors and in fact i'm not sure there's any female artistic directors in the uh, more prominent uh, classical companies in the country mm-hmm. which i think is a shame because when you think about dance the larger population is female, yes. you know, the kids training and coming up. And it's a shame that, that there isn't a lot more leadership in classical dance, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, it's coming, right. It's, it's coming. Nancy Pelosi is, is quite a extraordinary role model. Mm-hmm. I think for a lot of girls, did you have um, a mentor as a choreographer? Um, did I have a mentor? Well, I immediately, uh, dropped right into a collaboration, collaborative mm-hmm. company. And, and so it, among my first collaborators was Jamie, my now co-artistic director, and two other people, mm-hmm. uh, Danny Azrilo and Morley Steinberg. And so we kind of grew up together learning how to do it. I wouldn't say I had a mentor as I had 
more role models, like, oh, I like their work, and mm. oh, I like this person's work, and I like, you know. So I loved Palabalus, and I loved their theatricality and their, their avant-garde movements, which weren't of any technique. It was all invented and new. I love that. Mm. I loved Paul Taylor for his storytelling. So magnificent mm. and, and wonderful. Then there's a, another man from Europe named, named Jean-Claude Golota, and he just made these these shows like kind of like we do now that are from beginning to end stories. I mm. love that. So I, I've had role models that have really inspired me. Mm. And then I was I've always just like Jamie since I was a young person. Uh, I had a Super 8 camera. Mm. Jamie had a Super 8 camera. We made movies, those mm-hmm. silly movies you make, and <laughs> you know I, I made little movies that were comedies and ridiculous and hilarious of course there's no editing so like in the middle of like this film I did which was I made this film called Super Jocks and it was with my my best friend at the time Sarah and we were doing all these athletic things everywhere and in the middle of my film someone took the film camera and, and filmed my parents had a horse and he was eating out of the bird feeder so in the middle of my film here's the horse eating out of the bird feeder and then you go back to the film <laughs> I, I like stuff you like know, that, you know, life. There just... are mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. no mistakes. Right. <laughs> just happy accidents. Yeah. Life. I had a couple of fun <laughs> questions for you. What makes you laugh? Oh, my God. What makes me laugh? Um, okay. So recently, I have a 13-year-old son. He has a Nintendo Switch, and he got some Super Mario games on it. And it's remarkable to me how bad I am at this. I am so bad at it that I just sit there and laugh hysterically and cry because, you know, he'll be running down some alleyway, and all I'll do is jump off the ledge into the water. Like, why am I jumping off the ledge into the water? Because I don't know how to do it. And I repeatedly do it. I keep repeating myself until it's so hysterical. (laughs) And he ends up trying to help me. And all I'm doing is like crying hysterically at myself because it's so, uh, so funny. Oh, that sounds fun. So that makes me laugh. And how do you take care of your body as a dancer? You are incredible athletes. Yeah. I thank you for saying that. A lot of people don't see it that way. It's true. I think dancers are amazing athletes Mm -hmm. and they're athletes that have to think about their composure, not just um, their physicality. You know, you have to worry about your face. Yeah. (laughs) so, yeah. No, how do I stay in shape? Well, we do a lot of conditioning. There's mm-hmm. some classes at BodyVox that we take to stay in condition. And there's one called Elevate I just took this morning. It's kind of a mix of ballet, Pilates, and yoga. Mm-hmm. Do a lot of that. And people um, can take those classes, just to remind everybody. You can go to BodyVox.com yeah, and check great. out the classes. They're amazing. Yeah, they are amazing. And and sort of like our dance, it's non-discriminatory. There are all ages in our classes and all levels of technicality. So we're very open. And then I, you know, I'll stay on top of my technique and I'll take ballet a couple of days a week. Mm -hmm. And then mostly what keeps us in shape is rehearsing because Mm -hmm. we rehearse uh, from 1030 to two, four days a week. Mm -hmm. So it's about three and a half hours of pretty, you know, consistent aerobic behavior. (laughs) (laughs) And um, that, that keeps you in shape. Yeah. And I'm still kicking at 55. How about that? Yeah. No, I'm 54. I, I lied. I'm 54. So much more than kicking. You're doing all sorts of things. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> so what's inspired you lately? Oh, let's see. What's inspired me? Um, I've got disco all over my brain right now <laughs> because we've got this disco ball going on. And 
at some of the moves back in the 70s were so different than they are now. It's really fun to revisit that, the kind of lifting that they did. Oh, and, yeah. Um, you know, they, they would do all these overhead lifts with splits, and then they'd rotate and catch the girl on the way down. That's oh. been really fun to revisit. As far as dance, that's been inspiring to me. But, um, you know, I've been... I went down to the coast a couple of weekends ago, mm-hmm. down to Neskowin, mm. just getting out of town, you know, has been so lovely. Although today is a gorgeous day, oh, um, isn't but it? you know, it's just nice. It's nice to get out of town every now and then and experience different weather and different vistas. And mm. that's, that's been inspiring to me. Well, thank you so much yeah. for taking time to talk about Pearl Dive. I hope everybody will go check it out. It's going to open on April 4th, and it will run through the 13th at BodyVox. Check out all the info there at BodyVox.com, and you could also go to their fundraising gala on March 9th at Yale Union. So go check it out, see the work that's being done, get inspired at BodyVox. Yay, thank you. Yeah, thanks a million. Uh, have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you. Great wonderful to talk, to talk to you. You too. Okay. Bye. Bye. Adventures in Artslandia is brought to you this week by Frame Central, whose mission is to bring your art to life and your life to art. Visit pnwframing.com for all their locations and services. Thanks for listening to Adventures in Artslandia. Download the Artslandia app on iTunes, where you're going to find a comprehensive arts calendar that's the best in the West. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Artslandia.